0: Hi, and welcome to Scrum Dynamics episode 26. My name is Neil Benson and I'm on a mission to help everyone use the Scrum framework to successfully implement Microsoft Dynamics 365. Welcome back to this podcast video episode. Um, We have another single topic episode this week with a question from Dan Barber, who wants to know about Sprintkins. Dan is the practice delivery manager at EBEX. He's from Bristol in the UK and he's curious about sprint rhythm. Here is Dan's question. Some real time examples, because unless you experience what it's supposed to be like, you can yeah. read all the theory you like, but if you can experience some snapshots around uh, elements of sprint planning, so what does Estimator Poker like, the the Fist of Five you talk about on daily scrums and stuff like that, yeah. actually seeing it work in operation, I think would be quite impactful. Yeah, I just, the Fist of Five is really hard to illustrate with a Lego figure. Still unhappy. (laughs) Thanks, Dan. I really love this question. It's a smart question because um, a successful sprint needs both to achieve the sprint goal and to achieve a sustainable pace and a sustainable pace. Well, doesn't always align with hitting your sprint goal. Sometimes you run too hot and the dev team was going to burn out and the team is going to crash at the start of the next sprint. But if your pace isn't hot enough, then you don't hit your sprint goal and your project's going to crash. So Dan, I'm going to take you day by day through one of my recent sprints. Look, it's not a perfect sprint. It was actually, it was a great sprint, but it's not perfect. No sprint is ever perfect. And no team is ever perfect, but you know, I'm open to ideas. So if you have the perfect sprint and then, you know, you're the perfect guest for my next episode, let me know, get in touch. Speaking of getting in touch, if you want to submit your question to the Scrum Dynamics podcast, you can send me an email at scrum at customary.com. You can send me a voicemail by clicking on the send voicemail widget on my website, customary.com, or you can record a short video on something like Loom or Camtasia, and I will send you one of these awesome Lego minifigures with the customary logo on it. If your question is read out on the show. So thanks, Dan. A Lego minifigure is on its way to you. Kingswaysoft is a leading integration solution provider, offering software solutions that make data integration affordable and painlessly easy. Thousands of enterprise clients from over 80 countries and regions rely on Kingswaysoft to integrate data with various business systems in order to drive their business efficiency and fully leverage their information assets. And Kingswaysoft now works with CDS and PowerApps, Kingswaysoft is a leading provider of Microsoft Dynamics integration software, including Dynamics 365, CRM, AX, NAV, GP, SL, as well as many other applications. Find out more at kingswaysoft.com. So let's walk you through one of my um, sprints. This is uh, my current delivery team, where we have two squads. We run 10 day sprints, and this is how Sprint 13 went. Lucky 13, hey? Okay, day one. Our sprint starts on Tuesdays, but we actually run sprint planning on Monday afternoon, which actually isn't ideal because lots of Australian public holidays and people taking personal leave uh, happens on a Monday, and that can disrupt our sprint planning event. But um, it is what it is. The rest of the organization starts their sprints on Tuesdays, and we find that sprint planning on Monday afternoon is the best way to get going. So we start sprint planning, it's at three o'clock, it's scheduled for two hours, and it's right after the sprint review from the previous sprint. The meeting starts with drafting the sprint goal. A candidate sprint goal was presented to the rest of the crew at the sprint review, so they kinda know what we're probably going to be working on. Then we spend 15 to 20 minutes refining our sprint goal with the objective of ending up with three or four sprint goals. And the reason that we have, normally have so many is because we actually have three or four different stakeholders. We're blessed in fact to have um, three business leads who act as product owners, plus they're supported by six subject matter experts. And um, we have just one business lead in the sprint planning workshop. So at least, at least that gives us some focus and some priority for the sprint planning. Next, we're gonna check the team's capacity. Is anyone going to leave or coming back from leave? Do we have any team changes? we factor that in to our predicted velocity. Our average velocity has been 45 points per sprint over the last uh, probably three or four sprints. So we normally have about one to one and a half times that many story cards um, as sprint backlog candidates. For us, a story card is just another way of saying a product backlog item. The aim of sprint planning is to agree which of those story cards to defer to a later sprint. So we want to get it down to about 40 to 45 points. Before planning, the squads have elaborated and estimated all the high priority product backlog items, the cards, and we try to avoid having any unestimated story cards in sprint planning. If we do have unestimated cards, well that just drags out the sprint planning because we have to estimate those during the workshop. And you know, it's already three o'clock on a Monday afternoon, nobody wants to stay too late. We walk through our backlog in JIRA on the big screen and we're removing any story cards that don't support our sprint goal, unless another team is dependent upon that story card. If they're waiting for us to get the work done, then we'll get it done in this sprint, even if it doesn't quite align with one of our sprint goals. Like I said, our aim is to try and get it down to about 40 to 45 points. Forecasting slightly under our recent velocity has worked better for us than setting a stretch goal. Some teams are motivated by forecasting a lot more than their recent velocity. Has that worked for your teams, Dan? Hasn't worked for mine. We also have a bunch of non-story cards. These are unestimated. They include spikes, chores, and bugs, and we reserve some capacity for those too. We prioritize the critical ones just like our story cards. The rest go on the product backlog. So day one really starts on Tuesday morning. Our Scrum Master has printed out all of our JIRA cards just onto pieces of paper and we stick those onto our Scrum board. We use a pretty old fashioned physical Scrum board as well as JIRA. So we've got this big sheet of core flute. It's about a meter by about a meter and a half, maybe 1.8. And there's a, a blue tape down the middle to segregate one squad from the other. And we all squeeze into this tiny meeting room that we've got for our daily scrums. The first squad squeezes in there at 9.15 and the next one is in there at 9.30. Any uncompleted cards carried over from the previous sprint have got a big red dot stuck on them. <laughs> That's to remind us that these are our highest priority story cards. After all the uncompleted cards, our next highest priority is any small one point stories. We would love to get those started pretty early so that testers can start testing early in the sprint. If we don't do that, They're still busy writing test cases and automating regression tests from the last sprint, but they love to start testing as early as possible. And it gets a momentum going for the whole team. So we don't want to wait around for the testers with having no stories to test. After one point stories, we balance our priorities between larger stories and spikes. A spike is a research story. Let me give you an example of one that we're working on at the moment. And that's to use the Kingsway Soft um, integration toolkit with the Azure Data Factory. Um, we're going to be syncing propositions from Adobe Campaign into Dynamics C65. We've got some SSIS skills and we're using Kingsway Software Data Migration, but we haven't used it before with Azure Data Factory for batch integration. We like to start that spike early in the sprint because the purpose of the spike is to learn some lessons. We want to give our analysts time to write any story cards from that spike to elaborate those and then let the team estimate them later in this sprint. If we can do that, then there's a chance that we can start on those story cards in the next sprint if we have to, if they get prioritized by the product owner. What we've learned is don't try and perform the spike and its story cards in the same sprint Um, do the spike early and do the story cards in the next sprint You've no idea what the story cards size or complexity is going to be. So it's really hard to forecast whether or not you can complete them. So separate out the spike and the story cards into separate sprints. Tuesday morning is also our showcase to our other stakeholders. That's actually in another office. So I zip down there on my scooter and our business leads are demonstrating recently completed features to about 20 or 30 business stakeholders. Our Dynamics 365 delivery team, used to join that showcase and we were the ones who used to do the demos, but to be honest, it wasn't a great use of our time. Now the business leads can demo Dynamics 365 themselves and they actually do a much better job than we did because they can provide a real context for how a user is going to use this feature in their job. I joined the showcase just to answer technical questions and to take a note of any feedback. Our sprint retrospective is at three o'clock on Tuesday afternoon for an hour and a half. So I zip back to our technology office where our scrum master is normally experimenting with different formats for the sprint retrospective. The important thing is, regardless of the format, the important thing is that we have some action items. Three or four developers will have an action item each. The entire team's got one or two and the scrum master's got a couple as well. And my job is to escalate issues that the team can't resolve itself directly. Maybe working with our leadership to get those issues answered or addressed. So by the end of day one, we've uh, taken some carried over stories and hopefully gotten those to done or PO review. We are maybe our dev complete on some small one point stories and those are now in testing and we've held our sprint retrospective. It's a big day. Our team usually wants to get off to a good start and set a steady pace for the rest of the sprint. Day two, it's Wednesday. some of the team usually like to start a little bit early and make some progress before the first daily scrum at 9.15. Right after that, we hold a technical design session for about an hour with the whole team. So both the squads are coming back together. We finalize our proposed designs by asking questions like what components are we going to customize? Are we using ADF? Anyone know SSIS? Have we got the Kingsway soft license? Do both squads need to customize the main contact form in this sprint? And if we're going to do that, how are we going to avoid any conflicts? Well, we use a virtual entity or a web resource to display data from the enterprise data hub. Have we got any dependencies? Hopefully not. But if there's any outside dependencies, the scrum master or I will jump on those and try and get them resolved um, before the sprint gets too far in. At this stage, we might be able to pencil in who's going to work on each card, but no one's committed until a developer assigns it to him or herself and moves it from not started to in progress. We try not to cover or we don't need to cover every story card in this technical design workshop. We start with the biggest, the most complex, and we work our way down the list only discussing stories where it's really necessary. It's important that we're not rewriting or re-estimating the story cards at this stage. It's, It's too late for that. If we've really got no idea how to deliver the story, then we've got to remove it from our sprint. We write a spike instead and try and complete that spike in this sprint. And of course let the product owners know about our change to our plan in the sprint backlog. Also in day two, each squad has got a story time session. Story time is a chance for elaborating and estimating stories for the next one, two, or maybe even three sprints. It's run by each squad's analyst, And what we've learned is to time box the discussion for each item in that story time session. Our business leads, our business analysts and the subject matter experts are there too. And their job is to help us understand the requirements. But they don't get to play planning poker, which is the game that we use for relative estimation and reaching consensus around the complexity of each of the story cards. So that's um, about two hours in workshops technical design workshop and the storytime workshop, there's still usually enough dev time left to make good progress on those first set of cards. Day three, it's Thursday, and I've usually got some program meetings like the Scrum of Scrums, but otherwise it's a solid development day. Later in the afternoon, we have a product owner review session. That's a chance for us to demonstrate any fully tested features to a product owner. Those sessions are normally led by one of our testers and it's run every couple of days. It can also be ad hoc but what we found is setting some time aside in the product owner's calendar makes sure that there's somebody available to accept our stories as done. The developers will sometimes join in if it's one of their stories and nine times out of ten the product owner usually accepts the stories that they see demonstrated. Sometimes there's a bit of minor feedback which we try and incorporate into the story during the course of this sprint or if it's more major feedback that would change the estimate or it's a change in the acceptance criteria we'll write a new story card day four it's friday and the daily scrums have got some applause usually for the first time we normally applaud stories when they get to done our definition of done includes a peer review by another developer that the unit tests have been written and those have been passed and the technical documentation is complete The functional test cases have been written and passed in the QA environment. So the story has been deployed from dev into QA and the product owner has accepted the story at the PO review. What we find is that we get more stories completed actually when we save the technical documentation and the unit test activities for later in the sprint. Instead the developers get started on the next story rather than getting each story to done one at a time. We don't want to get stories finishing later in the sprint because then everything piles up for the testers at the end of the sprint. Day five and it's Monday again. After the daily scrum, there's no more scrum meetings. So it's another solid day of development. Having said that there's often lots of side meetings between developers, business leads, delivery services who look after our environments and architects who want to review and approve our technical designs but we try and minimize those meetings certainly for the entire team or even an entire squad. Maybe just uh, small meetings between one or two people. Everybody else is head down in the tools, getting work done. By the end of the day, we're halfway through the sprint, but you know what? We're rarely uh, halfway through our sprint backlog, to be honest. By now some bigger, more complex stories might be dev complete and in testing, but there's always some new impediment, some dependency on another team, And at the moment, more often than not, there's a bug in the unified interface, which is blocking acceptance or blocking testing. I have a meeting with the other Workstream leads and then a catch up with Amrik. He's our Microsoft fast track engineer. He wants to take a look at our creative designs, give us some feedback and some input. Uh, i let him know about more significant bugs that we're facing. And he often gives me uh, the lowdown on the next major service update. Day six, and it's Tuesday. At the Daily Scrum, some devs have completed all of the work that they forecast for the sprint. So they're going to finish off their definition of done activities and then get back to work helping other developers. If everyone's on track, they can start work on defects and chores. This is normally also the last chance to pull in any new story cards from our product backlog. Anything that was deferred from this sprint, if we've now got capacity, we'll consider bringing it in. We Only do that if the entire team agrees that we can get the development done and the testing done before the end of the sprint. What used to happen is we just start development anyway, let the story spill over into the next sprint if we didn't get it finished, but we don't like those big red dots. They're a sign that something has gone wrong. So we stopped starting what we can't get done. That's our new mantra. Day seven. It's Wednesday and we aim to be dev complete on all the stories by the end of day seven. Testers need these remaining days to complete their testing and get product owner acceptance. Day eight and it's Thursday. We're helping the testers with the rush of stories, resolving feedback from the testers and from the product owners. We, um, we don't track bugs uh, on feedback raised by the testers on features completed during the course of the sprint. We fix them straight away. A tester will just get up, wander over to the developer and say, hey, this isn't working how I expect. And the developer being interrupted will get right back onto that uh, story, fix it, redeploy it, and we retest it again. We do raise a bug if we can't fix it immediately. Maybe it's a low priority bug that we just like to come back to at some point later on. Or if it's been reported by someone outside our team, because we owe it to them to track that bug and let them know when it's been resolved. We're also trying to finish our definition of done activities, all that technical documentation and writing and executing those unit tests that we might've deferred from earlier in the sprint. The developers are busy completing any spikes, chores and defects from um, earlier in the sprint as well. We've got a a DevOps engineer assigned to our team, Matt. He's awesome. His job is to automate our uh, build and deployment pipeline. So our developers are busy working with him to deploy components that aren't solution aware. Things like um, the unified service desk configuration records, duplicate detection rules. Um, recently, we did access teams and access team templates. And uh, in this sprint, sprint 13, we were stumped by the data export service and its profiles. For the data export service, you've got to go to App Source and install it from there and then manually configure the data export profiles. That's no good for us. We don't want manual deployment steps. We want to automate everything. So Matt is busy working on a way to to achieve that. Dan, if you know a way or anybody else listening knows of a way to automate the data export service, please get in touch and let me know. So we've saved all of those kinds of chores for late in the sprint while the developers, sorry, while the testers are busy testing. Each squad will also have another story time session on day eight to elaborate and estimate stories for future sprints. We found that splitting the backlog refinement up into small, kind of one hour workshops works really well for us. Day nine. Thank goodness it's Friday. If everything's gone well, we're in the final stretch. By the second Friday of the sprint, there aren't any formal events today. In fact, we try and keep Friday afternoons clear from any meetings whatsoever. If there's time, we will run an ad hoc design workshop on Friday morning to look at complex epics in the product backlog. So we're looking further down the backlog to see if there's any big hairy epics in there. We're looking at refining those into smaller stories, coming up with any dependencies that we might need to unblock right now, and trying to find out what kind of technical designs might satisfy those requirements. The testers are finalizing the last few story cards, hopefully getting those accepted by the product owner. And finally, we spend about 30 minutes preparing for Monday's sprint review. We're trying to agree who's going to do the demonstration, what the uh, the run sheet is going to be for that. The developers seem pretty happy to rotate the demonstration responsibility between them, which I think is a really good chance to become familiar with stories you maybe didn't work on directly, especially if they were done by another squad. Day 10, it's Monday. And I'd like to say, <laughs> I'd like to say, Monday morning is quiet and relaxed as we head into the sprint review. But honestly, it's usually a buzz of last minute activity, responding to late breaking feedback to finish off a story or two and get it in front of the product owner for approval before lunch. Our sprint review is at one o'clock for two hours. The entire program team is invited and we've had sometimes 50 or 60 people in our biggest meeting room, but it's standing room only. The Dynamics team introduces our sprint goal for this sprint. We describe the stories we got done and we highlight any that we didn't get done. And then we'll demonstrate some of the done stories. We only demonstrate done stories, never undone stories uh, or spikes. We don't want any surprises for our product owners. And we don't want to give a false sense of progress to any of the other program team members. Then it's the turn of the downstream systems and integration work stream then Digital and Aptus, all taking a turn to do our demos and give our updates, responding to questions as we go along. There's normally some great technical questions, but not a lot of meaningful feedback. And I think that's just a factor of the size of the audience. Often we're finished up before two hours is over, so we can take a short unpaid vacation before sprint planning starts all over again at three o'clock. So there you have it. A run through of my two-week sprint from start to finish. My current team's cadence is very similar to the cadence of other Dynamics 365 teams i worked with. We all have the five events in the Scrum Guide. The sprint itself, Daily Scrum, Sprint Planning, Sprint Review and the Retrospective. We've added in there story time and the PO Review and the Technical Design Workshop. Those are additions, additional events that we find um, help us deliver a smoother sprint. Has that been helpful, Dan? Was it what you expected? Let me know any suggestions you have or follow-up questions. I'd love to hear from you or anybody else listening. It's scrum at customary.com. Send me a voicemail at customary.com and click on the send voicemail widget. You can use Loom or Camtasia to send me a video message. And one of these Lego minifigures could be yours. Thanks for joining. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you applying Scrum to your Dynamics 365 projects. Keep it going. Keep your questions coming, and I'll catch you next time on Scrum Dynamics. Stay agile and fantastic. Until then, see ya.